everybody. Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and I'm joined as usual by my wife, Carla. We're in the middle of a series on going from you and me to we. Forging a team, as we call it. Um, let's review real quick where we've been on that. The first, what, the first week we talked about, hey, what are the characteristics of a team that you want in marriage. And then last week we talked a lot about how does family of origin play into it, especially coming on with your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, anything you want to add to those Carla real quick before we move on? No, I think those are, um, again, it, all the components that we're going to talk about, um, are important, I think. And it's sort of like, the makeup of a team, and you can't be missing or ignore um, any one given aspect. I think that's going to impact you. So if you think, you know, I, I don't want to talk about, it, I don't want to think about my family of origin, or I, I don't want to deal with weaknesses or what we bring to the table that is different. And, I, you know, I think if we're not willing to kind of look at all the components, then we're going to be missing out. Yeah, it would almost be like when we're staying on this team aspect, it would be like if all you did is emphasize one particular thing. Hey, we want to be a really fast team. But if you didn't work on other things like strength and organization and everything else, you're going to have a big problem. Yeah. You know, you want to be strong in all the different aspects of being a team, and we want to be strong in all the different aspects of the marriage relationship. Well, one of the things that, you know, might be a, a great thing to do as a couple or to think about even individually as, as we finish the series on this, as you go back and think about the different components to what makes a strong team is, you know, maybe you look at it and say, wow, we're really strong in X, X and Y. But, you know, there's this other area that we realize now that we really haven't talked about, or this is an area we struggle in. And so that might be where you want to shore it up. And so everybody, again, even within the idea of a team concept, and you're going to have some areas that you're just going to need to work more in maybe. Yeah, I like that idea about going back and going through those qualities that we talked about. We're always talking about being intentional in your relationship. And so it's a great date night conversation. You know, making a list of those qualities and just saying, hey, where are we in these things? Do we even have them? Is it something we've never really talked about? How do we need to grow there? All right, let's move on to the next section. And what we want to talk about is we've already said communication in any part of a relationship. And let's be honest, most relationships are going to rise and fall on how well they communicate with each other. It's sort of one of those foundational principles. And we've talked a lot about communication in the past. You can go back and look through all the different podcasts we've done, and you can, I could almost guarantee you in every one there's some aspect of communication involved in that. What we want to focus on, though, is where we think maybe the make-or-break level of communication is. And we've talked before about levels of communication, but right there when you are in that place of communication where you're sharing your feelings sharing your opinions, how you respond to your spouse when they do that is really going to determine 
how strong a team that you're going to be and really whether you go on to those deeper levels of intimacy. I think, um, and we talk about that being basically, if you're not familiar with that or you hadn't heard any of the other ones, it's sort of the idea of levels of like one to five or one to six. And obviously the higher up the level, the more intimacy, openness, um, you're the way you're sharing with one another, the more vulnerability even to be able to feel safe to do that. So when you hit about level three, for the most part, you're moving into, as you described, more of my feelings, my opinions, my thoughts on something. And if somebody feels shut down or shut out at that point, it really does just, it's a huge barrier to being able to move forward to anything that's deeper. Yeah, and so at that stage, if you're sharing that and suddenly the other person starts making fun of your opinion, your feelings, criticizing them, telling you that's just, man, what a dumb thing to think or something like that. I mean, let's face it, most of the time you're going to shut down. And, and so what the real key, though, is, is really being able to see and understand, am I rejecting their feelings or am I accepting the feelings and the opinions they're sharing? Mm. And sometimes I'm not sure we even know that, that how we're doing it one way or the other. So I think it'd be good real quick to let's look at some of those differences. What does it mean to reject their feelings? What are some ways that we do that? Um, I think you can talk about, we've got six of them that we've talked about before. That one, if you suddenly get defensive or try to explain when somebody shares something with you, how they feel about something you did, uh, you start immediately apologizing because you feel like you're in trouble. Uh, or maybe instead of that, you go on the attack. All right. Well, wait a minute. Let me let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. okay so if somebody immediately, like if I if I've shared something and you come back in a way that makes me not feel good, and then I bring it up and I and I do, I go ahead and I'm bold and I say, hey, that really offended me or that hurt my feelings or whatever. And you say, I'm sorry. Now, how is that a bad thing? Well, because what it's doing is it's not really getting to the heart of what you said and about how you felt about something. Meaning you were just so quick to say, I'm sorry, cause you, so you can move on? Yeah, typically that's what you do. Either that or it's because you don't want to hear them complain about you. You don't want to hear that they're upset about something. So you just kind of say it to placate them? To and placate them kinda... and let's just move on to something else where I don't have to feel guilty about so are we something. saying we need a longer um i'm sorry or 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 is that is that sort of coming from the individual like i guess it could be legit and i think truthful. it could be, i think it depends on the situation okay. and i think you know if there's sort of true remorse the sense that i really am sorry that i said or or did that or made you feel or you felt that way by my reaction as opposed to just real quickly saying something, like you said, so they'll move on. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess to give you an example of something that somebody might say, um, you know, what if you said, you know, all of a sudden they said, um, hey, when you were, we were at dinner the other night and you made a comment about me always being late to something. That just really made me, I don't know, just made me feel, I don't know, you were being overly critical or being bad or really almost sort of making fun of me in front of other people. 
Now, if your quick response is just, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, that's not really getting to the root of what it made me feel and why I feel that way. Because maybe you don't even really know, yeah, how. Okay, so again, these are these may seem like very little um, sort of small little nuances in the way something's said, but I think, I guess, again, what we're driving at is even our reactions to one another if we're not really being open and clear and giving the other person an opportunity to really reveal how they feel and really wanting to know how it made them feel. You know, I know one of the things we hear from couples a lot of times when they may be struggling in their relationship, it's not unusual to hear one of the partners say, I don't really feel seen or heard by my partner, by my spouse. And a lot of times it's because when they're having those conversations, they're never really listening to the point to get and understand what the heart of the problem, problem is. is. I was going to say one of the other um, things that we talk about, the level three, and then we're kind of trying to give some examples here, but the idea of when, you're sh- when you have shared or expressed something and then your partner responds to it. But you know, the other thing that could happen at level three is it may or may not be a verbal or obvious put down. But if I just shared something I'm thinking about or something I experienced today and you really don't respond at all, Mm. then I'm wondering if you even heard me, meaning, did you really hear me? Mm. Did you see me? And if somebody feels like they say things and there's no response or there's no sort of, if you would, appropriate kind of interaction based on what was said, that may be as much of a shutdown to why would I go further in wanting to share more if, if that doesn't feel safe there. So maybe it sometimes is the curt response, it's criticism, it's a, it's a put down, but it might be you maybe just... Maybe just about they're not even listening to you. They're not listening. They just missed it. So let's think about then ways that we can show acceptance when someone's sharing their feelings, their opinions, telling a story, in any of those things. And I think one is the idea of, you know, sort of this is almost like a counseling to a reflection thing where you're able to repeat back what they said and, and show that, hey, yeah, I'm listening, I understand. And maybe another thing is even asking clarifying questions. I was going to say, I think, um, and I know reflecting back or sort of rewording what someone has just said it is a way to make certain that, one, they know you heard them, quote. Yeah, and it's but, just saying this is the way I understand yeah, it. it this I is right? what I'm hearing you say. Um, I think you obviously have to be really careful that, like you said, it doesn't come off like a little, um, now, did you say, you know, in sort of almost a condescending kind of tone also if you're doing that. But, again, is the heart that I think this is what you're trying to tell me. Am I getting this right? Is this what you're saying? I mean, that's that's a pretty nice probing question that allows then the speaker to either reiterate, yes, you did, or no, no, you're not hearing me still. That isn't what I meant. 
Yeah, and I think a couple of phrases, and this was I was watching a webinar uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a couple of phrases that they used in talking about this area when you're in that mode of somebody sharing their thoughts, their opinions, their feelings about something. And, and one of the great ways that you can show that you do care, that you are listening, to really explore and extend it, and this is a great line. Husbands, this is for you. And it's the idea that as your wife is talking to you and sharing about it, if you want to show acceptance, the phrase, tell me more, is a great line to use. It might shock you sometimes if I said I that, was, Carla. I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to faint on that one. But, but I have to tell you, and I've said, we've talked about this, that is an awesome line. I mean, you're talking about stroking the fire. You say to somebody, tell me more. I mean, that's, that's, really, that's really pretty powerful, I think. And for ladies, a great way. Instead of doing the question, why, when you're questioning your husband about something, maybe he shared something instead of just saying, why? Because a lot of times, why makes people defensive. I like, think of, why did you feel that way, yeah, or why I do think you think that? that yeah, or, is, hey, tell me what you were thinking. Or tell me what you were thinking, okay? Hey, walk me through the process. Because what that does is that invites them, and this is where men, that invites them just to tell and share more about their thinking process as they were doing things. Instead of saying, why? You know, I, I guess that almost takes you back to when you were a little kid. And, you know, and you've done really something stupid and their parents are jumping on you. Why did you do that? Why did you? Yeah. yeah. And you feel like you're almost pushed into a corner and almost immediately you start setting up barriers. Where I think if you want to extend acceptance and say, hey, let's talk more about this. Let's go deeper there. I think a way to invite them into that is to use that kind of concept. Hey, tell me more about what you were thinking. And let me just make this point, I think, because this is speaking to us also. Um, God has re lately has given us lots of opportunities to continue to see what an ongoing challenge communication is all the time, <laughs> right? And so we'll yes, make we a message. Yes, we're still working on that. We're still working After on After 40 years. Yes, and we will do something and then be like, man, we totally blew that thing up. But so let me say this, you know, you hear something and you think it resonates with you and you're like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to try that the next time something comes up. That is awesome. But can I encourage you by saying you're going to need to do it over and over and over and over until it becomes your go-to. I love that. That idea that it is such a habit that the common way, the way you always respond is going to be in that same way. And y'all, if you're no, just like Johnny and I do this all the time, we realize we had patterns, a lot of patterns for a lot of years that we did not communicate extremely well. Um, and so we fell into the lot of the common things that we talk about and we still do at times. We still make assumptions. We don't clearly say something. Oh gosh, that just happened last night, by the way, Johnny, didn't it? And so again, the idea is we're going to have to put new patterns into place and just do them over and over. And 
you know, just last night, I was not, I had in my mind something I thought you understood and that I wanted to do. And I didn't really clear, I guess, make myself totally clear. And so you just misread what I said. And then I, anyway, it, it went south after that. So, and to be honest, it was something that was just so, so trivial and stupid. It was. And we're, we're and acknowledging we really that. went through then a good 45 minutes of being ticked at each other. Yeah. All because we really didn't communicate well. And so there was miscommunication and the miscommunication then drove that again. And I thought about, gosh, there are a thousand examples like this that have happened in our lives every single day. And again, you know, it's a lot of times we don't communicate well. And that that puts that barrier there around the idea that we're a team. And y'all, when you think about it, the minute that happens, you start looking at each other like you're on the opposite sides of the scrimmage of the line. Now, what's the line called? What's the line called? Which line? You know, the line, line of off- scrimmage. Are we talking? Football? Yeah, the line of scrimmage. Yeah, line the of line scrimmage. of scrimmage. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I mean, so all of a sudden, we're not both on the offense. I'm on the offense. You're on the defense, or vice versa. Instead, we one of us went and put a different jersey on, and in that split second, it is so easy to move from the we into back into you and me or really me 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 yeah me you didn't get me you're not understanding me you're not doing what i want you to do yeah it's a great segue to really we're gonna spend the few last few minutes here on this section of going from you and me to we and we'll actually have one more session on this to sort of wrap everything up but you talked about you said that you're referring to the conflict that we had, that it was really the root of that was poor communication. Yes. And that's really the case for a lot of conflict. And it can be everything from leaving stuff out, making assumptions, uh, the tone of voice, snapping, you know, all those different things that can lead to friction within a relationship. Um, We've done a lot of stuff on conflicts. We really do invite you to go back and listen to that. But when we think about it being a team, I, I would say two two things that I think are key here. One, just your overall a- attitude towards conflict. You know, we have this thing that conflict is bad when it doesn't have to be. Conflict is going to be a part of your relationship. And what you want to do is how do we leverage conflict in such a way, how do we deal with it in such a way that it really is a positive in a relationship? Because we learn how to deal with it so that we're stronger. So one, we don't keep doing the same things over and over again. So that's one thing. But when it comes to the idea of being a team, I think some of the questions is, hey, what is your goal in conflict? And here's how you can tell the difference between somebody who's thinking in terms of we versus you and me. Um, If your goal is to win at all costs, then it's about you and not about your team. If you have a mindset that says, hey, this is a competition, and Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe guys maybe tend more towards that way than women do because we tend to grow up sports, competitiveness, and that sort of seems to be almost like a, a male kind of thing. Not always, but I think they can look at conflict as, I need to win this. Um, And I think, you know, I'm reminded of, we've shared this quote before, that 
our our niece said that hey when I start thinking that way I've got to win man we both lost already yeah I think it's the idea that hey you win or lose as a team there is no idea that oh you're the winner I'm the loser if that's the case again you both lost when you're talking about the we aspect. Uh, part of that is, I think, come to a point, and we've talked about this before in creating a vision, that you have shared goals, even in terms of conflict, that you should be on the same page. Hey, this is what we want to do with conflict. We want to honor each other. We still want to love each other in the conflict. We don't want to damage each other. We want to be stronger on the other side. And if both of you aren't thinking that way, you're not going to be functioning very well as a team. And, and it's really a question, especially when it comes to conflict, who do you want to be as a couple? I mean, do you want that concept and that whole idea that's isn't about you and me? This is about us, the we of the relationship. And I think that is... And we, we said this as we sort of started off this series on a, a team that I think couples can be married for, you know, a, a length of time, a good length of time, and in a lot of ways have, have a very good relationship, so to speak. But they're still really kind of working out of a mindset of my life, my stuff, you know, and then your life, your stuff, and yes, we're married, yes, we're a couple— but there's not that shift that makes it the we, that it's us together. And that is a different mindset than just the two of you. And the, and the thing is, that's the way God designed it to be. Two shall become one. And I think that is a, and we, we said at the beginning also, I think it's a journey. I think it's a process because I think a lot of it is a mindset change. I think we move out of thinking about how does this marriage make me feel? What is my role in this marriage? How am I doing? How's it working for me? All those different aspects of it into, until we begin to think about the us. Mm. How are we doing as a couple? How are we doing together? Where are we both in this? And I think that's a really, it sounds just like some word changes there, but I think it's the whole mindset. When you begin to look at it through the filter, no longer of I'm the wife, you're the husband, I'm looking at how this marriage works for me and what things are good and what things are bad and how I it's see about it. making and, me happy. Yeah, and, and how do I see the whole thing and what I think about you as my husband and all of a sudden it becomes instead of us looking at the individual roles within being the married couple, it's more the we. And I just think we've got to sort of change our mindset and that's part of the journey and learning and changing and again sort of aligning your mind with that and then what steps once you begin to think about it, what steps do you start to do? And so there, I think there's some more things we're going to talk through. Um, I think one of the things we kind of dr let drop, I realize, in the middle of this podcast, we, you mentioned the word, um, you mentioned that we had several questions that sort of got at the heart of 
the idea of how somebody responds and does that really reflect me accepting what you said or really in a way it's more of a rejection and then right. that really impacts how you move from that level yeah, three but we only did one and then we kind of moved into something else so I don't know if we want to go back to that at another time yeah I think that you know to be honest we we did go through that and it's sort of almost getting the concept to be start thinking about that but yeah that would deserve a really a whole other podcast. Okay. I realize you mentioned that we had several questions, but we only did one of them. Okay. I don't remember that, but I'll trust you on that. Yes. You so, did say that. On the, that listeners, hey. can you call in and tell me and yeah, verify this, that that's what he said? This is one of those things you need to throw the replay flag oh, or whatever be, it is. Oh but my gosh. We do not if we have, have one. one of those. We don't have one. I guess you could replay the podcast and go see that. I love it. Yeah. I bet you would. All right. On that note, uh, Hey, that's going to be it for today. Uh, next week, we're going to finish up the series. And what we're going to look at is, hey, what are 10 signs that you're moving towards that idea of becoming a we? Hmm. Um, you know, we use the concept of forging a lot in our ministry. And I just love the idea of forging a team and allowing God to do that with you because that's what God desires. And so on that note, uh, that's our challenge to you. Hey, keep on forging.